It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do you are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. You can also find us on the all-new Himalaya podcast app, which I know some of you are using gotten questions about it i've gotten comments about it people have said oh i was listening on himalaya today that is awesome you guys are awesome and speaking of you guys being awesome over the weekend we trended inside the top 75 on itunes in sports that is ahead of big time national podcasts out there and it's because you guys love this team so freaking much which is really cool it's really cool You guys love this team, which is why you listen to a show about it almost literally every day. So that is pretty cool. And speaking of pretty cool, uh, the Packers have a bunch of new players. Since we last spoke, they picked on day three. We th- I thought there would be trades, and there weren't. So the the form of today's show, what we're going to do is, is wrap up the draft and do some overall thoughts. And then you guys flooded I mean flooded the Locked on Packers fan hotline with questions and commentary. Remember to leave your name. If you're going to send a question or a comment, I want to be able to shout you out. And so I can't do that if you don't put your name. So just name, where you're from. I don't even remember if I asked you to say where you're from originally, but you guys just started doing it. So (laughs) that's pretty cool too. Uh, If we're looking big picture with this draft, and we'll get to some of the day three picks in a second. Remember, we're going to go through a process with all of these guys. I I got a question on the on the fan hotline. Can we get a whole uh, show devoted to Jay Sternberger and how he fits into this new offense? Yes, you can. That is going to happen. We're going to do that with all the top picks uh, if we have time to do that. Uh, And we do. We do have time. So assuming I can find someone I think is interesting to talk about all these guys, we're going to talk about all these guys. In terms of the big picture right now with this draft, Cynthia Freeland, who works for uh, NFL Network, her analytic model showed that Green Bay and Jacksonville improved their teams the most through the draft 
this offseason for this upcoming season. And I, and the reason I bring that up is not just to give you that information because maybe you saw it, maybe it's out there, and it is out there, is to say I came away from this draft very much thinking that this was a forward-looking draft. Rashawn Gary is going to play maybe, maybe, 50% of snaps this year. I think his versatility being able to play on the line of scrimmage as a defensive lineman means that, you know, he he is going to be able to play more than he would if he were an outside linebacker only. I think he is going to split time. They said he's going to start in the outside linebacker room. That's where they're going to want to get him a lot of reps, but they're not deep on the defensive line, at least not with, with players we think are particularly good. Now they got someone on day three in the fifth round, Kingsley Kiki, who, aside from having an awesome name, uh, is a great fit on this team. Darnell Savage is probably the only guy that I would say is a likely candidate to be a starter. So the fact that Green Bay, according to these analytic models, is set up to have an impact this season from this draft class, I think speaks to a couple things. Number one, it speaks to the athletic potential. It speaks to all of the guys on day. I mean, Kadar Holman from Toledo is not a great cover corner right now. This is a guy who had no offers to go to college, finally got to Toledo. And, you know, his tape is not super, super impressive. He's got skills. He's got speed, athleticism for sure. Maybe he can become a returner. Maybe he can become a special teams player. This is a developmental pick. But he's got freakish athleticism outstanding athletic tools in the seventh round the Packers picked Ty Summers from TCU is he a complete NFL player no or he wouldn't be there that late in the draft he is an outstanding athlete and is expected to be a core special teams player that's what you get on day three those are the kinds of players you're looking for and those are the kinds of players Green Bay ultimately went with so Savage does have the inside track I think to be a starter here but Jay Sternberger, I mean, he's going to be lucky to play 30% of snaps. They're going to have a plan for him. And, and we went and we talked about some of that a little bit when we, when we discussed the pick over the weekend. But Mercedes Lewis is going to be the second tight end with Jimmy Graham. You don't want Graham and Sternberger on the field at the same time because Sternberger just isn't ready as a blocker. He can get there. And I think he's he's certainly going to work to get there. He's that kind of kid. You don't spend two years at a school and then go to JUCO and then blow up at another school because you're just that talented. He's a worker. And I think he's going to work on the blocking. I hope he gets stronger. That's another thing that he's going to have to do. This is about 2020. Rashawn Gary is probably on the life of his rookie contract. Maybe he's a starter as a defensive lineman, but as an outside linebacker, He's a rotation player in the in the short term, in 19, maybe even in 20. But someone like Elton Jenkins, he could be a starter in 2020. Jay Sternberger could be a starter in 2020. I think Kingsley Kiki has a chance to push for at least defensive line rotational minutes right away. But he's not a starting level player, I don't think. So it's just interesting when you draft athletes, all of the data suggests that you're more likely to hit on a player with athletic gifts than a player without them. The only player with with not supreme athleticism, the only the only player in this draft class who is not a well above average athlete is Jay Sternberger and 
Brian Gudikin said that they timed him at 4.66 in the 40, not the 4.75 from the combine. And Zach Cruz mentioned this on Twitter. When you watch Jace, he doesn't look, his play speed does not look any slower than than these guys that ran faster with him. They don't look, he doesn't look slower than TJ Hawkinson. He doesn't look slower than Noah Fan. He doesn't. He runs away from guys. He runs over guys. He runs with guys wrapped around his legs. I mean, he is someone that I think, you know, can be a very good player in this draft. Before he timed, I had him right there in the mix, uh, you know, borderline first round, early second in that like 40s mix. I thought he would have been a really good pick at 44 for Green Bay. I was hoping for Irv Smith Jr. He didn't test as a great athlete either. So this is this is an opportunity now for Jace because he needs to get better. He needs to grow. They need him in 2020 because the only guys on the roster, I mean, it's going to be Big Bob Tanyan this year and Jace and and the starters. But beyond that, we don't know what Jimmy Graham, what his future is on this team. We don't know if Mercedes Lewis is going to come back on another one-year deal. Now, could they sign another tight end in the offseason? Sure, they could. Or next year, could they draft another one next year? Sure, they could. How much is this draft class going to affect the team in 2019? We don't know. But there are intuitive ways that I think we can predict that these guys make it on the field. There is certainly a path for Elton Jenkins to make it on the field in 2019. And it is that he just is a much better player and scheme fit than someone like Lane Taylor. I'll plays him and the Packers decide to move on. Or Brian Bulaga gets hurt. They move Billy Turner to right tackle and Jenkins has to play. Having that depth on the offensive line now with Nico Siragusa, with Cole Madison, and the versatility that they have. Madison played tackle in college. I think Jenkins in a pinch could play some tackle. We, we know Turner can play tackle. And Jenkins played center. They have all of these versatile guys on the offensive line. That depth is critical. And now you add Savage to a secondary. That allows Tremont Williams to play his natural position. They still have Josh Jones. They still have Adrian Amos. They're going to get Raven Green back from injury, and they could they could bring Ibrahim Campbell back. He's recovering from a serious knee injury, but they needed Darnell Savage. They got him. I think that is the pick. That is the pick in this draft that if it hits, it is the pick that I think can, can solidify this draft because Elton Jenkins is going to be good. Whenever he plays and gets on the field, I'm not worried about him. I think he's going to be a quality player. I think Jay Sternberger is just... He's his his floor is like Jesse James. He can be a solid receiver, a solid blocker, but not special. His ceiling is something closer to like Kyle Rudolph, where, you know, maybe he makes a pro bowl or two because he's in a good offense with Aaron Rodgers. The fact that they didn't add any receivers and we're going to get to this in a little bit. It, it not only says that they have confidence in this receiver group, but it says the tight end is going to be a big part of this offense, and it is more important that they infuse that position with young talent than the receiver position. So overall, I've said that this is a B-plus draft for Green Bay. The Rashawn Gary pick, given who is available, given the other guys on the field, I think that brings the grade down a little bit. But when you when you go through on day two, I mean, Dexter Williams was a borderline day day two pick, round three, round four, just on tape. Kingsley Kiki was a borderline day two pick, round three, round four. 
I thought maybe closer to four or five. But there were a lot of people that thought he was a mid-round pick in that round three, round four range. Lance Erline, who does the the NFL.com scouting reports, believe that pro football focus really liked him. He's a pick that I think he has an opportunity to come right in and, and be a rotational defensive lineman for them. A starter, probably not, but a rotation level player. And then after that, it's it's all lottery tickets. So you take a couple shots. I mean, Dexter Williams is ideal, ideal for this offense. Ben Fennell identified him in a, in a piece for The Athletic saying, this is a guy tailor-made for this offense. The Packers got him. And then you have a couple great athletes who you hope can play special teams. Maybe they can develop into, you know, capable backups, guys that you don't really want playing, but you're, you're okay if they have to give you spot snaps. On day three, that's what you want. So overall, Green Bay stuck to its plan. I said this on Twitter. They had an expected draft in an unexpected way. We thought they would get some help with the pass rush, some depth there. We thought they'd get a safety. We thought they'd get a guard. We thought they'd get a tight end. We thought they'd get some defensive line help. And we thought they'd take some athletes on day three. They did it. They did it all. They just did it in some unexpected ways. We didn't expect Rashawn Gary. We didn't expect them to trade up for a safety. We didn't expect Jay Sternberger, who is not the athlete they normally prize. We didn't expect them to take an actual interior offensive lineman rather than convert an offensive tackle. But ultimately, they came away with players at positions we thought they would. And that, I think, above all else, is why someone like Cynthia Freeland's model likes this draft so much because they got better, they added talent, a bunch of places where they were deficient. And if someone like Darnell Savage, I think the biggest hole left on this roster after free agency, if he hits, if he hits... That above everything else is what's going to really make this draft pop because that's the one place where not only do they not have a long-term plan, but it is hard to find impact safeties in the NFL. There aren't that many of them. And if he's one of them, that makes the 2019 draft for the Green Bay Packers. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. And that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's 
killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store to just put a bow on that on that first segment i got a i got a note here from brad and mount pleasant hello peter what's happening hello peter what's happening it's Brad from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I was a longtime supporter of Ted, and now I fear I may have drunk the Gudekinst Kool-Aid. I think these were good picks with a lot of upside. Just because a pick is unexpected doesn't mean it's bad. There you go. I think that sums it up. Just because the pick was unexpected doesn't mean it's bad. Let's get to some more of your questions. And I got a lot. I got a lot of them about Rashawn Gary. Peter, Sean D. from Illinois, please shed some positive insight on Gary. He seems like a Nick Perry clone. Hope he's not a bust like everyone says he is. Mo from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, just drafted the replacement for Nick Perry with the next Nick Perry. Listen, it's too early to call him a bust because he hasn't played it down yet. So we can't call him a bust. There were a lot of people that liked this pick. I, I, I tried to make this point on Thursday night. There were a lot of people, NFL people. Who really liked Rashawn Gary? He was not a favorite on the internet. So if you follow a lot of people on draft Twitter, if you read a lot of the, you know, like the Draft Network or Roto World or SB Nation, he did not have as many fans online. That doesn't mean that they're right and the NFL is wrong or vice versa. I'm just saying, understand there were plenty of people that really liked Rashawn Gary. It is too soon to call him a bust. The fact that he can play defensive line and outside linebacker brings positional versatility for him. It's more opportunities for him to get on the field. And frankly, it's more opportunities for him to help this team. So Nick Perry with Nick Perry, maybe. But if Nick Perry were healthy, you would take that talent. You'd make that Nick Perry pick again. 100% you make that Nick Perry pick again because... His talent was so clear. His physical gifts were so clear. And the season that he had when he was finally healthy and had the opportunity to play consistently, he had a big season. He was really good that year. If Rashawn Gary has an 11 and a half sack season, that's pretty good, huh? Are they ever going to ask him to do that? Maybe not. Maybe not. But his versatility on this defense, no matter what, is important. Is he going to live up to being the 12th pick? Maybe. We have no way of knowing. But here's what I know. I don't think he's going to bust for this reason. Number one, he's a really good run defender. One of the best edge run defenders in the draft. That I mean, that has value. If you can defend the run, that's something. And so even if you're just giving a little pass rush, I mean, Nick Perry, when he's been hurt, especially when he's had upper body injuries, he's still been a very good run defender. And so... If, if that's all he is with some flashes of pass rush, that player is still useful. So this idea that he's going to be a bust, 
I just don't buy it because I think his floor is higher than he's been given credit for. If he's just the guy he was at Michigan, the guy he was at Michigan is a really good player. He was really good at Michigan. He played his responsibility consistently, especially in the run game. And so if he can develop some pass rush, if he's given more opportunities on the edge, if he's schemed free, this is another thing that I don't think is given enough credence with this pick. You give Mike Patton versatile, switchable, interchangeable pieces, he's going to get them free. He, he gave Kyler Murray some gift sacks by scheme. He gave Blake Martinez opportunities to go chase QBs around. If you give Rashawn Gary a free run at the quarterback with his athletic tools, he's going to get you a sack. You, you look at last year, there were times Clay Matthews had a free run at the quarterback, couldn't take him down. Ditto for Nick Perry, ditto for Reggie Gilbert. Rashawn Gary is going to make that tackle. He's too, he's too relentless. He's too freaky athletic. He's going to close down that space, and he's going to tackle the quarterback or the running back or whatever it is. Given the, the scheme and teams that can scheme rushers free, this was true of the Cardinals in the Todd Bowles prime. It's, it's true of the Jets when Rex Ryan and Mike Patton were killing teams. They were big teams. They were huge teams because they didn't need little twitchy pass rushers to get pressure because they were so good at scheming pressure. So they felt like if we can stop the run with these big bodies, we can scheme enough guys free on a regular basis to beat you. And while Green Bay secondary was was healthy and while the rest of the defense was moderately healthy, that was true and, and can continue to be true. This pick should not be a surprising one. The talent is clear. It's whether or not he can reach that talent. But as I said, when we discussed Rashawn Gary, what you want in a first-round pick is traits that you can't coach. Gary has those. So now you have to trust your coaching staff. Go do the job. Go do what you're paid to do and turn this guy into the monster that he can be. All right, another one here. Hey, how are you doing, Peter? Big fan of the podcast. This is Matthew from Brooklyn, New York. What's up, Brooklyn? And I was I was calling to ask your opinion, by the way, texting, about why everyone is so hung up about not drafting a wide receiver in the draft. I feel like we have plenty of wide receivers that have a full potential to have an outbreak season this year. I think breakout probably was the intention there, but let's go with it. Just want to know your thoughts. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. This was a big deal on social media. It was a big deal on talk radio. This has been a big deal in my mentions for weeks. Green Bay fans are, some of them are apoplectic over Green Bay not taking a receiver in this draft. And just go back to a couple weeks ago. We were talking about strategy in this draft. And I said, either get a receiver early or don't bother. And I think if you look at their their first round, they were never going to take a receiver at 12. And the end of the first round is when the receivers started to come off the board. But this was not a great receiver class. It was a deep receiver class. There was not really anyone there for them to get. And then at 44, I think some of their top preferences were just not really not really there. And they went with the more pressing need, and that is offensive line. When you look at this team, Devontae Adams is a star, an absolute superstar receiver. There is development on this team to be had. And I posited this on Twitter. If Equinemius St. Brown 
had stayed in school and played with Ian Book rather than the disaster of quarterbacks he played with at Notre Dame before that. Where does he get drafted? Where does he get drafted? Because guys that are 6'5 and run 4'4 that produce in college get drafted high. They get drafted high. So another year of college, another year of seasoning, and getting to play with an actual legitimate college quarterback, what does that do for his draft stock? There's no way he goes on day three, even with some of these questions about his personality. Which, by the way, we didn't really hear anything about in his rookie season. So if Matt LaFleur was telling the truth that he, he really likes these guys, and it, it looks like he was. We have evidence now that he was because they didn't do anything in the draft about receiver. They didn't sign anyone. They didn't show interest in anyone, really. Cordero Patterson, but I think that was more about a gadget player and a return man. EQ can be that number two receiver. He can. He has that kind of talent. I thought he was a day two talent even without that extra year of college. Marquez Valdez-Scantling showed he can, he can play a role for this team. This scheme that Matt LaFleur is implementing should make life easier on these receivers. They're going to have to win more with just their traits than with their polish and with their skill because the scheme is going to do more of the work. The scheme is going to make life easier for them. So it's less important to get those players. You And, and this is also important, you have Aaron Rodgers. So why invest? This is I'm this is making the case now. I thought they could have taken one. I think I understand why they did what they did where they did. Why invest in receivers when you have Aaron Rodgers? He's going to make everyone better. If Devontae Adams goes down, you have a problem. But this offense, you lean on the running game, you lean on the play action game, and it's going to do more of the work. I, I'm I'm sorry for repeating myself, but this is it's critical. The offense is going to do more of the work. The, this offense, or at least a, a close cousin of it, maybe even a brother, a sister, a half-brother, turned Marquise Goodwin into a star. It turned, it, it got Taylor Gabriel paid. It, it changed Robert Woods' career. It can take guys who do specific things well and put them in a position to succeed. So given that being the case, maybe you don't have to allocate resources to it the same way you did with Mike McCarthy because... McCarthy's offense was best when you had all of these dudes. But if you're allocating all those resources to that offense, it's much harder to find guys on defense. This was ultimately, I think, one of the big failings of the McCarthy era was when you lost the offensive talent, the defense needed to be fixed, so they kept allocating resources to it. But that meant the offensive talent fell. And they weren't able to reproduce and replicate the success they had early on because they didn't have the talent to do it. The thought here is that Matt LaFleur can do more with less than McCarthy could, so you can focus more of your resources on the defense. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See fuelrewards.com slash fuel your fandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing with Philips One. 
This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. The comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. I want to finish up with this. Hey, Peter, big fan of the versatility in the draft. If the Packers could sign Zach Brown now, my offseason would be complete. Thanks, CK. I don't think Green Bay is going to sign Zach Brown, although I do like that chicken fried song. Sorry, that's a bad joke. Um, but, but I I don't think they're going to sign anyone. I think this is this is more or less the team. And if they do sign someone, it'll be someone who is cut in June, July, or August, someone that we don't know about yet. There, this is their, this is the team that they're going to ride with for now. No Trey Boston, no Zach Brown, no Michael Crabtree. It's just, it's not how they operate. It's not how Green Bay has ever operated. They have Oren Burks. They don't sign veteran depth to play behind a rookie, in part because they want those guys to play. Now he's a year two player. Burks is now, but. After being hurt and not really playing last year, this is, you know, it was somewhat of a red shirt season for him. He needs to he needs to show something, that's for sure. If he gets hurt and Zach Brown is still on the market, it could be a Bashad Breeland situation where you sign him. But to me, that's the only situation where I see them adding veteran players. It's either an injury or someone becomes available that they did not anticipate being available, someone that is not currently available that they think can come in and help their team. That's really the only reason or way this makes sense. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow and very soon. I can't be I can't be sure when because I'm working on scheduling, but very soon I'm going to be getting people on the show to talk about these draft picks and break them down, figure out how they're going to look in this offense or defense or whatever position they play, what their story was for college, why you should care about them, and what they're going to look like in the NFL. So I'll give you some notice when we get to those. Be very excited. We had I had a great time doing it last year, learning about these guys. I always learn something when we do these shows, even, even though I study them all. I watch them on tape. They all have nuances and details that I don't that I don't see, that I don't gather, that I don't read about. So it's great to get those guys on or girls or whoever it is to come on and and give us that kind of insight. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't, Rashawn Gary blocked me on Twitter. Maybe we can change that. Maybe we can change that. I'm not going to, you know, flatter him just to say nice things just to get him to unblock me. But maybe if he sees us doing good work over here, he'll change his mind. I doubt it. (laughs) But even if Rashawn Gary isn't going to follow me on Twitter, you can. And I would appreciate it if you would. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that's at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Remember, you can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast. That's iTunes. That's Spotify. That's Google Play. That's Himalaya. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. Tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Packers. You know who does? My grandmother. Shout out to my grandma. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, grandma. I appreciate her listening. I appreciate all of you listening. But tell your smart speaker 
Tell your car, connect your Bluetooth device to your car and play it in the car. I know a lot of you are car listeners. So tell your car, what a world we live in. Tell your car to play Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, as many of you already have, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to always stay Locked On Packers.